here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. You know, it's amazing the amount of attention the major media are giving to the expulsion of two individuals, almost three, uh, in the House or the Assembly of Tennessee. And they tell you precious little of what these individuals did. They were on the floor of the house, and they basically shut down the operations. Uh, and they led a protest. Now, why is this drawing the attention of the media? Because the media want to make this into a racial issue. As they want to make everything into a racial issue. What if this had happened in another legislature, and they decided to expel some members also for effectively shutting down the operations of the, uh, of the legislature. Nobody would care. Nobody would care. Now, when Pelosi was the speaker, can you imagine if you had Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates and a couple others on the floor of the House leading a protest, what would happen? What would the national media say about that? What would Chuck Todd and Andrea Mitchell and all the rest say about that? Well, here they're saying it's absolutely racist because the individuals who were expelled were black. Um, And there was one white woman, and she denied having raised her voice and yelling during the during the protests on the floor of the House. And she was almost expelled by one vote, uh, short of being expelled. And so I see what's taking place with the, the black power fist in the air. These are two young guys. Kamala Harris is going there. And I think to myself, this is an administration in Washington, D.C. that has taken the wrong side 
when it comes to the litigation against Harvard by Asian Americans who are being discriminated against. This is an administration that has been absolutely silent about the massive amount of hate crimes and anti-Semitism going on against Jewish people. This is an administration that picks and chooses its outrage. Now, apparently the way it works is these two individuals in the Tennessee House will be fairly quickly reinstated through whatever processes they have in the state. I haven't taken the time to study them. But it's kind of tough to run a state legislature. Kind of tough when your own members are basically making it impossible for that legislature to debate. And I see a contrary view when it comes to January 6th. Even when there was violence on January 6th, the vast majority of the people were not violent. You have people who are being charged criminally, losing their liberty, losing their jobs, some committing suicide. Uh, because they were trespassing or parading on government property. And you don't hear much defense of those people. And indeed, the United States Department of Justice is applying more resources in those cases than in any other cases in in the history of the department. And they... They celebrate it. So the only reason Kamala Harris and the rest are getting involved in it is because they're racializing this. But understand, it wasn't just the members. These members brought a whole bunch of other people in to the chamber, making it again impossible for activity to take place. And you cannot have that going on, can you? Can you? No, I don't think so. That doesn't mean you throw the book at people who were there innocently. You haven't heard me say we should criminalize it and all these people should be prosecuted and go to prison. I don't agree with that either. But it is amazing how the media conduct themselves in this country, which is really quite awful. They want us all at each other's throats. We shouldn't be at each other's throats. They want us all divided by physical features, which, of course, we shouldn't be. They want us all in a constant state of hate and jealousy and anger because they get better ratings that way. And, of course, they're ideologically driven in the media. Now, the Biden administration is completely out of control. They've sort of turned back to uh, certain types of gas stoves that they want to get rid of, the high-end stuff. In other words, the kind of stuff restaurants use. The Biden administration uh, has circled back. They want to eliminate... 
the kind of light bulbs that you're used to uh, you're used to purchasing. And so they're going to do that. So come August, you'll have to buy these LED light bulbs. You won't be able to buy these ink, incandescent light bulbs. So the federal government's going to ban light bulbs again. And there's even more than that. The Biden administration is moving toward, quote-unquote, cracking down on gas cars. From Fox News, the Biden administration is weighing an aggressive proposal to implement the tightest ever federal regulations governing tailpipe emissions in an effort to boost electric vehicles. Now, what does that mean? They're going to make the emissions scientifically impossible the emissions level, scientifically impossible to comply with. And that's how they plan to ban, ban nationwide automobiles that run on gasoline. The EPA is expected to announce the new standards, which will impact cars manufactured starting in 2027. Next week, during a ceremony in Detroit, Bloomberg reported Citing officials briefed on the proposal, in a statement, the EPA confirmed the standards are designed to incentivize consumers to purchase electric vehicles. So they want to force you to buy electric vehicles against your will. The electrical grid is not ready to handle all this. It's going to be an enormous inconvenience to you, and they don't care. All done by executive order. All done by executive order. The proposal expected next week is set to be introduced as the Biden administration continues its aggressive push for more Americans to switch to electric vehicles and to electrify home appliances in an effort to combat global warming. This whole thing is a massive ruse. It's going to destroy our economy, and it's going to do more than that. It's going to do more than that. Chase Bank CEO says Biden's EV push could imperil national security and benefit China. There's no question about it. We're dealing with very stupid people who are driven by ideology. From Just the News, J.P. Morgan Chase CEO Jamie Dimon, a top Democrat Party donor and among the U.S. most powerful business leaders, is raising concerns about the Biden administration's electric vehicle push saying such an agenda poses a national security risk. It says China and its economic muscle dominate batteries, rare earths, minerals, semiconductors, or EVs could eventually imperil national security by disrupting our access to these products and materials. We cannot cede these important resources and capabilities to another country. And while the administration and others in the U.S., have acknowledged the country needs to quickly become less dependent on China's electric vehicle batteries and semiconductors. America is still far away from independence on these, on the on the manufacturing of these matters of these uh, items and materials. But they don't care because we are driven by a religion, a new religion here. That's why. For years, I've told you about the degrowth movement. For years, I've written about the degrowth movement. Banning progress, banning prosperity, that's what's taking place here. Banning private property rights, 
by executive order, by the Environmental Protection Agency. So-called environmental movement, as I wrote in American Marxism, my latest iteration of this. The movement of the 70s has devolved into another avenue to attack American constitutional republicanism and, of course, capitalism. From clean air and clean water to global cooling, warming, climate change, the goal of many of the leading intellectuals behind this effort has been the introduction of Marxist thinking and objectives through the guise of environmentalism as the Green New Deal, which promotes economic regression, radical egalitarianism, and autocratic rule. Nobody's voted for this. Nobody's voted for anybody who would do this. But the movement has expanded well beyond that to include virtually every programmatic and agenda-driven goal of the American Marxists, which has been embraced to one degree or another by the Democrat Party, among others, the environmental movement has developed numerous areas of overlap with other Marx-eccentric ideologies. Some of the movement's masterminds insist that Marxism doesn't go far enough in establishing their degrowth utopianism. Degrowth, you know, Marx didn't talk about degrowth. And yet now we have a degrowth utopianism as they imagine life in a perpetual state of nature where productivity, growth, material acquisition are toxic to human spirit, and in the end it all involves a form of repression and autocracy. And at the core of this mind-numbing, amalgamated Marxist-centric or Marxist-like crusade is the degrowth movement. Mankind consumes and produces too much, and the blame resides with capitalism in America. Again, there are a variety of movements within movements targeting one or another approach. But there are basic tenets. In their essay, what is degrowth? From an activist slogan to a social movement. There's a whole movement, a degrowth movement. You have these leading degrowthers. They write that degrowth was launched in the beginning of the 21st century as a project of voluntary societal shrinking of production and consumption aimed at social and ecological sustainability. It quickly became a slogan against economic growth and developed into a social movement. Unlike sustainable development, which is a concept based on false consensus, they don't want sustainable development. They want degrowth. Degrowth does not aspire to be adopted as a common goal by the United Nations, the Organization of Economic Cooperation Development, or the European Commission. The idea of socially sustainable degrowth, or simply degrowth, was born as a proposal for radical change. The contemporary context of neoliberal capitalism appears as a post-political condition, meaning a political formation that forecloses the political and prevents the politicization of particular demands. Degrowth is an attempt to repoliticize the debate on much-needed socio-ecological transformation. I'll explain all this. Affirming dissidence with the current world representations and search for alternative ones. So degrowth challenges the idea of green growth or a green economy and the associated belief in economic growth as a desirable path and political agendas. Degrowth is not just an economic concept. It is a frame constituted by a large array of concerns and strategies and actions. 
And so degrowth has now become a confluence point where streams of critical ideas and political action converge. So the goal is to, reserve, is to reverse economic process, uh, progress, reverse the Industrial Revolution, reverse capitalism, medical advancements, technological advancements. That is exactly what's taking place right now, America. It's the degrowth movement. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Let me ask you, what the heck is going on with the banks? These bank failures are absolutely nuts. How are we supposed to find sanity in this mess? And I was talking with Augusta Precious Metals, and they said tons of people are buying gold to protect the retirement savings right now. I think it's more important than ever to own gold. And guess what? If you have $100,000 plus saved for retirement, Augusta will actually pay you in pure gold to learn how gold IRAs can protect you. Reach out to Augusta Precious Metals today and get started with gold. If you're worried about the bank failures, this is something you can do for yourself. Just call 877-4-GOLD-IRA to learn how to protect your retirement and get your free gold coin. That's Augusta Precious Metals at 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Again, 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before any investment and see risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Now, the ultimate goal of this degrowth movement, and you're seeing it, is to destroy capitalism. At the same time, they're issuing regulations to destroy what you and I know as the modern automobile. At the very same time, they are centralizing government decision-making and expanding the central government. They also want to create what Lenin called, and we discussed the other day, democratic centralism. And Lenin talked about the way you change a society is by imposing rules and changing legislation that people must comply with. So Biden's doing it by executive orders. He cannot get this stuff passed through your representatives in the House of Representatives. He does not care that you made decisions during the last election to slow down what he's doing. He doesn't care in the least, as he has his Corvette Stingray parked in his garage. I'll be right back. Let me ask you, what the heck is going on with the banks? These bank failures are absolutely nuts. How are we supposed to find sanity in this mess? And I was talking with Augusta Precious Metals, and they said tons of people are buying gold to protect the retirement savings right now. I think it's more important than ever to own gold. And guess what? If you have $100,000 plus saved for retirement, Augusta will actually pay you in pure gold to learn how gold IRAs can protect you. Reach out to Augusta Precious Metals today and get started with gold. If you're worried about the bank failures, this is something you can do for yourself. Just call 877-4-GOLD-IRA to learn how to protect your retirement and get your free gold coin. That's Augusta Precious Metals at 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Again, 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before any investment and see risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. 
Mark Levin, a proud fanatic for the Constitution. Call him now at 877-381-3811. This is supposed to be a very limited federal government. And apparently you only have the right to choose when it comes to killing babies. I keep talking about the tyranny that we're, in, we're living in right now. Any government that has the power to outlaw incandescent light bulbs. And apparently the Department of Energy has now warned, has now warned uh, all retailers that they are not to be using incandescent light bulbs and they're not to be selling them. And it's time to get rid of them. Any government that has that power has all kinds of power. According to the Biden administration, the ban will reportedly save those in America an estimated $3 billion a year, plus reduce the carbon dioxide emissions over the course of the next 30 years. How ridiculous is that? That's going to drive up your costs, just like electric vehicles are going to drive up your costs. Your electricity bill is going to go through the roof when everything's on electricity. You're going to see brownouts and blackouts. They're going to take the, the failed model of California and impose it on the rest of the nation. You'll be able to go to Florida and Tennessee and Texas, but you won't be able to escape these things anymore. You won't be able to escape them anymore. It's appalling. Absolutely appalling. You have these agencies sitting around, EPA, Energy Department, so we're trying to figure out what to ban because they're driven by ideology. And once you have control over the climate, quote-unquote, you have control over the air and the water and everything else, you have control over everything. That's why I'm telling you, I'm putting a marker down right now, that one day you're going to be told how big the, your home can be, what kind of home you can live in, depending on the number of family members you have. You're going to be told not just that you have to drive electric vehicles, but how many vehicles you can own and how much you can drive each day or each week or each month. It's going to be rationed. They're going to ration it. Furthermore, in terms of homes, they're going to drive you into more and more dense areas. Because the HUD department is taking over zoning for your communities. And many of you live in single-family homes. Those are going to be outlawed. Just a matter of time. If you can outlaw a vehicle, if you can outlaw a combustion engine, if you can outlaw an incandescent light bulb, what makes you think they can't outlaw single-family homes? That's where they're going. And they're doing it through the back <coughs> through the back door, through the administrative state, through regulations, through executive orders, because you'll never vote for this stuff. You'll never vote for it. But it doesn't matter whether you vote for it or not. They already have control of your HVAC systems, making them less and less efficient and more and more expensive. They have control over your dishwasher, your washing machine, your dryers. The federal government does. Virtually everything you use in your home and you use to construct your home, 
the federal government is regulating and controlling. It's even regulating and controlling the ponds that might be on your backyard, claiming they're navigable waters, so therefore they have the power to regulate them. That is, to regulate how you use your own property. But they're not ponds. They can be puddles. It doesn't matter. The definition is very broad and ambiguous. The goal, again, is to do what? Is to eliminate, to the extent they can, private property rights. You'll notice Biden and the Democrats not only never talk about private property rights, they never take steps to protect private property rights. They always talk about what you owe the government, that you don't pay your fair share. This is part and parcel of the whole thing, whether it's electric vehicles. I mean, we're going to be subsidizing the communist Chinese who seek to defeat us economically, geopolitically, militarily. 80-85% of all the material that come, that we need for these batteries is controlled by the communist Chinese. By the communist Chinese. So every one of these moves that they make creates a precedent, empowers the central government, and empowers the police state. You shall remove those light bulbs from your retail store. You shall not sell them anymore. You shall not manufacture them. Wow. All in the name of clean air and clean water. And it has nothing to do with clean air and clean water. And that circle of liberty is shrinking and shrinking and shrinking some more. And what are people going to do this week and the next week? They're going to go out and they're going to hoard light bulbs like it's East Germany of old. Washington Post had a piece out the other day that Americans use more toilet paper than anybody else. I'm thinking, who sits around and thinks of this stuff? And so they talk about using bidets, Mr. Producer. Now, I'm not going to get into all the specifics about that and so forth, but toilet paper, light bulbs, automobiles. The reason they go after the automobile the most, and the most aggressively, and first... Because the automobile is essential to liberty. The automobile is about mobility. The automobile is about you being able to go where you want, when you want. It's freedom. That's what the automobile is all about. It's about freedom. It's absolutely crucial. So the control of the automobile is about the control of your freedom. Poor people can't afford electric vehicles. Working people can't afford electric vehicles. And the inconvenience is enormous. You don't just fill up your car like you do a gasoline. What do you take? Five minutes and you leave? You got to plug it in and it has to charge. And there's not going to be enough electricity. There's not going to be enough electricity during the, the coldest months of the year and during the hottest months of the year. Hottest months of the year. Look at California. Everything's going to be on the electrical grid, but the electrical grid can't handle this. But they don't care. 
If you live in a big city, how do you plan to charge your vehicle? If you live in, a, in an apartment complex or a condo complex or a place where there's a lot of townhomes or row homes, how do you plan to, to charge your vehicle? Every home going to have a major charger? It's not like plugging in a radio. And by the way, let's talk about radios for a minute. Ford is the latest manufacturer that says the future production of cars will not include the AM platform, Mr. Producer. You saw that, right? BMW has said it. Others have said it. Because of it interferes with something or other. They finally figured out how to attack conservative talk radio, Mr. Producer. Let me be the first one to say it. Right at the manufacturer level. Rather than going after us through the FCC, rather than going after us through legislation, rather than going after us through boycotting advertisers and all the rest, just don't make AM stations available in automobiles anymore. Because not all, but most conservative talk shows are on the AM band. That doesn't mean you won't have alternatives, of course. There are many alternatives, but that's not my point. This idea that all of a sudden you're going to remove the AM band from cars, that's aimed at people like me to prevent people like you from just turning on your radio as you drive in your your own local area or general area and listen to the station. That's what that's all about. Oh, no, no, Mark, you can't prove that. I don't have to prove anything. I've been around long enough. I figured things out. We're way ahead of the curve here. That's exactly what they've done. That's exactly what they're doing. So ban car, could, could you my ban cars? Ban the AM radio ban? Ban gas stoves? Ban light bulbs? Drive up the cost of fuel purposely? Also drive up the cost of electricity? They get everybody on electricity, then they control the source of energy. There's no... A diversity of energy, there's one source of energy, then they control the energy, then they control how you live. What kind of appliances you're going to have, when you can use the appliances. You know, they got these devices on the side of your home, they can determine how much electricity you're going to use. You can only use electricity on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. But they've they've got it all figured out. And then in the name of the climate and so forth... This is how you're going to have to live. This is where you're going to have to live. In fact, we insist that you now take public transportation. You get a special ticket. You're on the A train. You're on the B train. You're on the C train. That's the way it is. That's the way it's going to be. Damon, I tell you, I know what I'm talking about. And it's really pathetic. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin.
Let me ask you, what the heck is going on with the banks? These bank failures are absolutely nuts. How are we supposed to find sanity in this mess? And I was talking with Augusta Precious Metals, and they said tons of people are buying gold to protect the retirement savings right now. I think it's more important than ever to own gold. And guess what? If you have $100,000 plus saved for retirement, Augusta will actually pay you in pure gold to learn how gold IRAs can protect you. Reach out to Augusta Precious Metals today and get started with gold. If you're worried about the bank failures, this is something you can do for yourself. Just call 877-4-GOLD-IRA to learn how to protect your retirement and get your free gold coin. That's Augusta Precious Metals at 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Again, 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before any investment and see risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. The vast majority of Americans, Washington Post, still exclusively use toilet paper. For many, the bidet remains a fusty porcelain basin vaguely associated with the French. But the technology has evolved multi-billion dollar incumbents like Toto, as well as newcomers have stormed the U.S. market. Bidets that promise to work with almost any toilet are now within reach of every American. The world's northern forest, that's great news for them. The pines, birches, and aspens that fringe the northern Hampshire are a primary source of virgin pulp to make toilet paper, particularly older, mature trees with longer fibers that manufacturers want to create ultra-soft texture. The lumber industry, they're the ones that planted all these trees, and they have a process for this. They have a process where they they use in you know acreage over the course of decades, and they grow certain trees, certain types of trees at certain times, and it's all figured out by their scientists, by their arborists, by all their experts. And no one buys more toilet paper than Americans. The typical person in the United States uses about twenty-four rolls of toilet paper per year. That's all. That's roughly three times more than Europeans. Well, no wonder they stink. And among the highest per capita consumption of any country. See, America, you're consuming too much food, too much energy, too much toilet paper. You're too prosperous. There's too much economic growth. You know, it used to be that capitalism didn't create enough economic growth. That's what the left used to argue. It just couldn't, it couldn't meet the requirements of all the people. Now it's, we create too much economic growth. You understand, America? Too much. And so we got to get rid of toilet paper. And we have to use these bidets. But don't they use water, Mr. Producer? Aren't there places in the country where they don't have enough rain, where they have droughts and don't have enough water? Like California, not now, of course, where there's a lot of rain. But you know what I mean, folks. So now everybody's going to use water? We're making machines, the EPA says, to use less water. But now we should use more water. Our ruling class is about as dumb and incompetent and incapable as it gets. Constantly imposing their will but imposing it in a way that doesn't even make any sense. 
flushing away forests is the way the guy at the Washington Post writes it. Should you join the new converts to bidets? Take the plunge, he says. The environment, savings, and performance, yes. So it's only a matter of time until this is imposed upon you. That all new homes will have to have bidets. All old homes will have to be retrofitted. You'll have your government-produced HVAC systems, your government-produced dishwashers, your government-produced washers and dryers, your government-produced electric grills, your government-produced bidets, your government-produced automobiles. Wow. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811-877-381-3811. I do this about every two or three years because I don't know how to do it any better. George Carlin from his 1992 HBO special. It's very much worth listening to America because it put things in perspective. Cut 16, go. You got people like this around you. Country's full of them now. People walking around all day long, every minute of the day, worried about everything. Worried about the air, worried about the water, worried about the soil. Worried about insecticides, pesticides, food additives, carcinogens. Worried about radon gas, worried about asbestos. Worried about saving endangered species. Let me tell you about endangered species, all right? (laughs) Saving endangered species is just one more arrogant attempt by humans to control nature. It's arrogant meddling. It's what got us in trouble in the first place. Doesn't anybody understand that? Interfering with nature. Over 90%, over, way over, 90% of all the species that have ever lived on this planet, ever lived, are gone. They're extinct. We didn't kill them all. They just disappeared. That's what nature does. They disappear these days at the rate of 25 a day. And I mean regardless of our our behavior. Irrespective of how we act on this planet, 25 species that were here today will be gone tomorrow. Let them go gracefully. Leave nature alone. Haven't we done enough? We're so self-important. So self-important. Everybody's going to save something now. Save the trees, save the bees, save the whales, save those snails. <laughs> and the greatest arrogance of all, save the planet. What? Are these f- people kidding me? <laughs> save the planet? We don't even know how to take care of ourselves yet. We haven't learned how to care for one another. We're going to save the f- planet? I'm getting tired of that. F- tired of that. F- I'm tired of f- 
Earth Day. I'm tired of these self-righteous environmentalists, these white bourgeois liberals who think the only thing wrong with this country is there aren't enough bicycle paths. People trying to make the world safe for their Volvos. Besides, environmentalists don't give a sh about the planet. They don't care about the planet. Not in the abstract, they don't. Not in the abstract, they don't. You know what they're interested in? A clean place to live. Their own habitat. They're worried that someday in the future they might be personally inconvenienced. Narrow, unenlightened self-interest doesn't impress me. Besides, there is nothing wrong with the planet. Nothing wrong with the planet. The planet is fine. The people are f***ed. <laughs> Difference difference the planet is fine compared to the people the planet is doing great been here four and a half billion years do you ever think about the arithmetic planet has been here four and a half billion years we've been here what a hundred thousand maybe two hundred thousand and we've only been engaged in heavy industry for a little over two hundred years two hundred years versus four and a half billion and we have the conceit to think that somehow we're a threat that somehow we're gonna put in jeopardy this beautiful little blue-green ball that's just a-floating around the sun? The planet has been through a lot worse than us. Been through all kinds of things worse than us. Been through earthquakes, volcanoes, plate tectonics, continental drift, solar flares, sunspots, magnetic storms, the magnetic reversal of the poles, hundreds of thousands of years of bombardment by comets and asteroids and meteors, worldwide floods, tidal waves, worldwide fires, erosion, cosmic rays, recurring ice ages, and we think some plastic bags and some aluminum cans are going to make a difference? The planet, the planet, the planet isn't going anywhere. We are. We're going away. Pack your folks. We're going away. And we won't leave much of a trace either. Thank God for that. Maybe a little styrofoam, maybe. <laughs> little styrofoam. Planet will be here and we'll be long gone. Just another failed mutation. Just another closed-end biological mistake. An evolutionary cul-de-sac. The planet will shake us off like a bad case of fleas. <laughs> a surface nuisance. You want to know how the planet's doing? Ask those people at Pompeii who are frozen into position from volcanic ash how the planet's doing. Wonder well, if the planet's all right, ask those people in Mexico City or Armenia or a hundred other places buried under thousands of tons of earthquake rubble if they feel like a threat to the planet this week. How about those people in Kilauea, Hawaii who build their homes right next to an active volcano and then wonder why they have lava in the living room? The planet will be here for a long, long, long time after we're gone, and it will heal itself, it will cleanse itself, because that's what it does. It's a self-correcting system. The air and the water will recover, the earth will be renewed, and if it's true that plastic is not degradable, well, the planet will simply incorporate plastic into a new paradigm, the earth plus plastic. <laughs> the earth doesn't share our prejudice towards plastic. Plastic came out of the Earth. The Earth probably sees plastic as just another one of its children. Could be the only reason the Earth allowed us to be spawned from it in the first place. It wanted plastic for itself. <laughs> Didn't know how to make it. Needed us. Could be the answer to our age-old philosophical question, why are we here? Plastic.
So, the plastic is here, our job is done, we can be phased out now. And I think that's really started already, don't you? I mean, to be fair, the planet probably sees us as a mild threat, something to be dealt with. And I'm sure the planet will defend itself in, in, in the uh, manner of a large organism, like a beehive or an ant colony can muster a defense. I'm sure the planet will think of something. What would you do if you were the planet trying to defend against this pesky, troublesome species? Let's see, what might, hmm, viruses. Viruses might be good. They seem vulnerable to viruses and uh, viruses are tricky always mutating and forming new strains whenever a vaccine is developed perhaps this first virus could be one that that compromises the immune system of these creatures perhaps a human immunodeficiency virus making them vulnerable to all sorts of other diseases and infections that might come along and maybe it could be spread sexually making them a little reluctant to engage in the act of reproduction well that's a poetic note and it's a start and I can dream, can I? See, I don't worry about the little things. Bees, trees, whales, snails. I think we're part of a greater wisdom than we will ever understand. A higher order. Call it what you want. Know what I call it? The big electron. The big electron. Whoa. 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 It doesn't punish. It doesn't reward. It doesn't judge at all. It just is. And so are we for a little while. George Carlin, 1992. You know, so many of these movements, we can, we can trace them back to these most radical elements in society, and not necessarily our society. And because we've gotten so far away from our constitution, our republicanism, our representative government, where we now have individuals who can impose their will on us through rules and regulations and so forth. It almost appears we're just along for the ride. The ride can get ugly. The ride can become evil. It can become immoral. It can become dangerous. And then we look at some of our fellow citizens not for who they are, but for what they do. And they vote to elect politicians who make their streets more dangerous, who take their property from them, who empower not the police, but the police state. And we shake our heads. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Don't fall for the free phone deals from Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, folks. Just another trick to lock you into a long-term contract that's going to cost you a fortune every single month. Instead, get a brand new iPhone 12 from Pure Talk for just 12 bucks a month at 0% interest, no contract. Cancel or leave anytime. Get a new iPhone, ultra-fast 5G service, and cut your cell phone bill in half. That's why I'm a Pure Talk customer. 
That's why you should be, too. You can switch right now at puretalk.com in as little as 10 minutes. Choose from a variety of unlimited talk and text plans starting at 30 bucks a month with plenty of high-speed data, all backed by a 100% money-back guarantee. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code Levin Podcast, L-E-V-I-N Podcast, and you'll save 50% off your first month. An iPhone 12 for 12 bucks a month and save on your monthly bill. PureTalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Restrictions apply. You can see the site for details. This Sunday is Easter. And having to be settling down around 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Or if you're obviously going to be busy, you can always set your DVR. To record the show, we're going to have Newt Gingrich and we're going to have Bradley Smith. Bradley Smith is the former chairman of the Federal Election Commission. And I already spoke to him. He is absolutely fantastic. You're not going to want to miss him. And Newt is his usual fantastic self as we take a a broader look at what's taking place in this country. And he's he's always remarkable. And they are exclusive to Life, Liberty, and Levin on Sunday, so you won't see them everywhere. But I hope you'll you'll take a peek. 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific. Again, if you're if you're going to be otherwise busy, um, please set your DVR now so you don't forget. I know you're going to like the program, and uh, I am going to obviously do my opening statement. And what I'm going to do is pull together all these other campaign, massive campaign violations by the Clintons, by Obama, yes, uh, by Hillary Clinton in the last campaign and others. And just to lay out how outrageous this entire attack on Trump is. And You know, I'm a big uh, DeSantis fan, too. And he was at a press conference today, and they brought up Trump's indictment. Here's what he said in part, cut 14, go. It's affected me in the sense that it's reinforced this problem we have in our country uh, where we have the political left weaponizing uh, the rule of law, actually abandoning the rule of law by weaponizing it and using it against people they don't like. And that needs to stop in this country. And... And you got the guy in Manhattan, but honestly, he's one of maybe a dozen or more across the country that get elected on an ideological agenda, usually with funding from people like George Soros. And they come in, and they're trying to manipulate the law in order to advance a political agenda. That's not the role of a prosecutor. The role of the prosecutor is to apply the law even-handedly and fairly, uh, and so what we've seen across the country, they've abandoned prosecuting really significant crimes, letting criminals roam the streets. Crime has gone up. People have fled these jurisdictions because of their recklessness. But it's all about trying to use the levers of power to advance a political agenda. And I think that that's just fundamentally wrong. And I'm just the only person in this country that can stand before you and say, when we had somebody in Tampa that was trying to pursue that agenda. I yanked him from his position. He's gone. He fired him. 
And that was what Lee Zeldin was planning to do with Alvin Bragg in Manhattan. He was planning to fire him. And you might say, how? Because the state creates the cities. You ever hear first-class cities, second-class cities, third-class cities? It's because the state created these areas when they were colonies and then they became states. So the cities exist let me put it in blunt terms, at the, at the behest of the state. So uh, if the governor is empowered, he can fire these prosecutors. He can in many of these states. But just to show you how the continuance of what's going on, the complete degrading of our morals, the degrading of our, of our culture, and Joe Biden's the perfect jackass to do it. From Fox, Biden administration releases new Title IX rules that bar states from banning transgender students competing in sports. Bar states. The new guidelines give schools little flexibility to ban transgender athletes based on age and sports. So they've taken Title IX of the Civil Rights Act an amendment to it and they've destroyed it the entire purpose of title nine is and was to ensure that women that girls have a fair opportunity to participate in sports and that the sports programs that they're involved in are funded by the various school districts and colleges and universities in a way that really gives them an option. And a lot of, you know, college, but certainly professional athletes come out of this system. And so when, when you have biological males, let, let me make something clear, not to be crude. Just because you, you slice and dice, if you get my drift, doesn't mean you're a woman. Your chemical makeup hasn't changed. If you have plastic surgery, it doesn't mean you're a woman. You're a biological male, and I'm saying this to help Supreme Court Associate Justice Jackson because she's confused and she needs a biologist. I'm not confused, and I don't need a biologist. I think I learned this stuff in, like, Sixth, seventh grade? So no matter how you alter the physical appearance, whether it's the genitalia or whatever it is, you are what you are. You are what God made you. And most people in this country, people listening to this audience, really don't care what people do. If that's what you want to do, do it. Where we care is when you impact society and try and impose your will on everybody else and tell us that biological males can get pregnant. No, they can't. That we need to regress. That we need to reject knowledge and science and thousands of years of experience. I choose not to do that. Or that biological males, regardless of how they're altered, should be able to compete with biological women in sports. No, they shouldn't. Biological males should compete with biological males. 
with or without their genitalia. There, I solved the whole problem. I'll be right back. Don't fall for the free phone deals from Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, folks. Just another trick to lock you into a long-term contract that's going to cost you a fortune every single month. Instead, get a brand new iPhone 12 from Pure Talk for just 12 bucks a month at 0% interest, no contract. Cancel or leave anytime. Get a new iPhone, ultra-fast 5G service, and cut your cell phone bill in half. That's why I'm a Pure Talk customer. That's why you should be, too. You can switch right now at puretalk.com in as little as 10 minutes. Choose from a variety of unlimited talk and text plans starting at 30 bucks a month with plenty of high-speed data, all backed by a 100% money-back guarantee. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code LEVINPODCAST, L-E-V-I-N podcast, and you'll save 50% off your first month. An iPhone 12 for 12 bucks a month and save on your monthly bill. PureTalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Restrictions apply. You can see the site for details. Mark Levin, the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. You know, they say abortion is the issue that's swaying so many women to vote Democrat. And you know, it's amazing to me. You women who have daughters and granddaughters... Wouldn't this issue of Title IX sway you more than abortion? First of all, the Republicans have got to learn how to explain this issue. The Democrats are not for Roe versus Wade, which limited abortion, which allowed states to outlaw abortion in the final three months in addition in many cases, in the last six months. Or to regulate it. When the Democrats had a chance to vote on the abortion issue, they didn't vote to codify Roe v. Wade. They didn't vote on Roe v. Wade at all. They voted in favor of Abortion on demand at any time. And they turned down an amendment that was offered, I think, by Marco Rubio, but nonetheless, that would have required a doctor, a hospital, to give attention to and save a baby that was actually born from a botched abortion. Voted down the amendment. So what they were supporting was abortion up to the last second where the baby is dismembered. Where a syringe, a massive syringe is stuck into the soft part of the top of the head of the baby to suck the brains out. That's not Roe versus Wade. That's Mengla. That's Mengla. Are the Republicans incapable of explaining this? That's number one. Number two. 
the Biden administration has just destroyed around 50 years of progress in women's sports. They've destroyed it. They've destroyed it. Now, you women out there who have daughters and granddaughters, does that not concern you? This was viewed as a civil right for half a century. And this amendment was passed with bipartisan support, a lot of fanfare, that women should have a fair shot at sports and athletics too. They've just destroyed it with executive orders. So some states exercising their federalism, their 10th Amendment authority, have said, well, we're not going to follow that here. And Joe Biden says, oh, yes, you are. The Biden administration released yesterday new Title IX rules. Title IX, that's the rule, that bars schools that receive federal funding from enforcing policies that ban biological males from playing girls' sports. Every public school in America gets federal dollars. Every college in America gets federal dollars except for Hillsdale. This is how they impose their will. It's quite Leninist. This is how they impose the will, whether it's automobiles and light bulbs or, or gas stoves or whatever it is. This is how they do it. The U.S. Department of Education proposed to amend Title IX in order to set out a standard that would, quote, govern a recipient's adoption or application of sex-related criteria that would limit or deny a student's eligibility to participate on a male or female athletic team consistent with their gender identity. Not their gender biology. Their identity. The proposed regulation also would provide needed clarity on how schools can ensure that students have equal opportunity to participate on male and female athletic teams as required by Title IX. That's not required by Title IX, by the actual text of Title IX. This wasn't even in anybody's mind when this was being written and voted on. The proposed rule would establish that policies violate Title IX when they categorically ban transgender students from participating on sports teams consistent with their gender identity just because of who they are, quote-unquote. So they've taken a law to promote women's sports and women in sports and athletics. And without actually amending the law, without actually passing a statute, they've rewritten it. So it destroys women's sports. See, back in the 70s, we could define what a woman is. Today, we can't. We lost our way. The proposed amendment provides that any transgender athlete denied or limited the opportunity to participate in a sport that is consistent with their gender identity must be, quote, substantially related to the achievement of an important educational objective and minimize harms to students. You can never meet that standard. 
The Secretary of Education said every student should be able to have the full experience of attending school in America, including participating in athletes free from discrimination. Ladies and gentlemen, there's a lot of discrimination that goes on that's appropriate, that has nothing to do with race or sex or anything else. All kinds of discrimination when it comes to little kids, when it comes to men and women, in order to protect people because we have certain moral beliefs. Should a five-year-old be able to marry? No. Well, that's discrimination against a five-year-old. Well, that's stupid. Well, of course it's stupid. But words have meaning. Should you be able to marry 15 women if you're a man? Not in our country. Well, that's discrimination against people who want to. Well, so what? Exactly. What about if I want to paint my house pink in the middle of a development? Is that okay? No, there's zoning rules. Well, that's discrimination. But that's okay. There's certain discrimination that can be, st- can be banned and certain discrimination that shouldn't be banned. I'm not trying to make a joke out of this. I'm trying to make a point. if we had had this discussion 10 years ago and I said a guy decides to identify as a woman and he should be able to participate in women's sports you would have said I'm a nut and now it's the law by Biden's hand executive order it's the law all of a sudden it's the law And you women out there who have daughters and granddaughters should be furious about what's taking place. But I'm not hearing you. I'm not hearing you. Instead, you're buying this line on abortion that the Democrats support Roe v. Wade. Their position isn't Roe v. Wade. Their position is more consistent with Mengele. That's right, I said it. The death of babies after they're born? Infanticide? They wouldn't even vote for an amendment to prevent it. What the hell is that? That's a choice? I don't think so. And then there's the Supreme Court. Nine of them. The Biden administration's move comes after the Supreme Court ruling yesterday that a 12-year-old transgender West Virginia girl, 12 years old, can compete on her middle school's girls' sports teams amid a lawsuit over a ban. So obviously it's a biological boy. The Supreme Court wouldn't take up the case was an emergency appeal and they said no we're not interested and so now that's the way sports work in West Virginia and now in every other state Republican legislatures across the country sought to protect women's sports the story goes on by banning trans athletic participation on women's teams Kansas recently banned transgender athletes from girls and women's sports from kindergarten through college. Good. That takes effect July 1. It's among several hundred proposals that Republican lawmakers across the U.S. 
have pursued this year to impose restrictions on transgender athletes. These laws shouldn't even have to be passed. They shouldn't even have to be. We're now passing laws and trying to pass laws and hoping the courts don't overturn them, for God's sakes. To ensure that what's existed for 5,000 years isn't overturned. It's incredible. We have to pass laws. All they have to do is put out fiats. Executive orders. I, Joe Biden, by the signature in my hand, by my pen, I order the following. Mussolini, I order the following. I direct the following. You know, I used to have a joke. Being of Russian ancestry, although that's like so many generations ago, it means nothing to me. But that said, I used to joke and say, in Russia, the men are men and the women are men. Did you know I used to joke and say that, Mr. Producer? You've heard me joke over the years here. Am I allowed to say that now? I don't know. But now I guess it's not a joke. It's not a joke. In many cases, it may be, or some cases anyway, a reality. Now, if you own a small business, you know the value of time. Innovation Refunds does, too. They've made it very easy, no matter how busy you are, to apply for the Employee Retention Credit, or ERC, program. What in the world is that? I will tell you. Go to GetRefunds.com, GetRefunds.com, to get started in less than eight minutes. And see if your business qualifies for ERC assistance. (coughs) Excuse me. I'll be right back. Don't fall for the free phone deals from Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, folks. Just another trick to lock you into a long-term contract that's going to cost you a fortune every single month. Instead, get a brand new iPhone 12 from Pure Talk for just 12 bucks a month at 0% interest, no contract. Cancel or leave anytime. Get a new iPhone, ultra-fast 5G service, and cut your cell phone bill in half. That's why I'm a Pure Talk customer. That's why you should be, too. You can switch right now at puretalk.com in as little as 10 minutes. Choose from a variety of unlimited talk and text plans starting at 30 bucks a month with plenty of high-speed data, all backed by a 100% money-back guarantee. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code LEVINPODCAST, L-E-V-I-N PODCAST, and you'll save 50% off your first month. An iPhone 12 for 12 bucks a month and save on your monthly bill. PureTalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Restrictions apply. You can see the site for details. We've even reached a point in our country where you're not even allowed to express your views on these issues. You see the mob of transgenderites and supporters of transgenderism go after that. The swimmer, the, the young lady who was a star swimmer whose name escapes me, it's okay. 
and she had to be holed up in a room, locked in a room for three hours? Riley Gaines. How about J.K. Rawlings? What happened to her? You're not allowed to even have an opinion anymore. And then, of course, the people slaughtered the three kids and the three adults in the Nashville Christian School. And the elements within the LGBTQ community and the transgender community specifically. Elements in these communities acting like the murderer, the mass murderer, was some kind of a victim. And I noticed Joe Biden didn't say much about any of this. Did you hear him, Mr. Producer? I didn't hear it. He goes to guns. We've got banks that are collapsing, and it's going to get worse. Unfortunately, I've been the bearer of bad news, the messenger for a while about what's taking place, but most of it hasn't taken place yet. One hour left, our power hour. And by the way, I think I mentioned that I'm the senior judicial analyst on Levin Radio Show. I'm also mentioned that I am the assistant dean and director of our DEI program here. I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811-877-381-3811. During the break... Because you could tell I was losing my voice. My wonderful wife, Julie, brought me, because it's the holidays for us, Passover. Some matzo ball soup, Mr. Producer. Have you ever had that? You know, it's a chicken broth, and it's got the matzo balls. It really is good. So that helped out. Plus, I had a little bit of horseradish. On a little piece of matzo horseradish, that'll clear out your sinuses very quickly. Cause you to cry, too. Uh, so that was the medicine that I took during the break. 
Should last a little while. I don't know about the whole hour, but I'll be here. Ooh. Last evening, I mentioned this guy, former Senator Roy Blunt. And I wanted to expand on this because I don't think I addressed it as fully as I had wanted to. He's the former senator. He was in the Republic. <laughs> he was in the Republican leadership for many years. He was in the House, and then he came over to the Senate. He, he comes out of Missouri. He's represented Missouri for a very, very long time. He's part of the swamp, and uh, you never heard much about him because he just helped manage the. The decline of America, as so many Republicans, particularly in the Senate, do. So Tim Meads at the Daily Wire, ex-GOP senator, offers case study in how the swamp works. And Tim says, readers might remember ex-GOP Senator Roy Blunt of Missouri. His parting gift to the nation was to completely kneecap the incoming Republican-controlled House as he voted to approve Joe Biden's $1.7 trillion omnibus bill last December. He's not the only one of these guys who retired and did exactly that. Well, Blunt is back and is providing all Americans with a perfect case study of how the swamp works. After not seeking re-election in 2022, he's now joining a lobbying firm connected to his former chief of staff and his own son. On Wednesday of this week, Hush Blackwell Strategies announced that Blunt joined the team, quote, where he will launch and lead our new leadership strategies advisory services, unquote. Per the Hill newspaper, Blunt will be advising clients and is barred from registering as a lobbyist for two years after leaving Congress. Yet Blunt told Politico that he doesn't ever anticipating registering as a lobbyist, even when he becomes eligible to do so. Perhaps that's because if he registers as a lobbyist, as opposed to being an advisor, then he would have to reveal who his clients are. Of course, Blunt took pride in his bipartisanship and spent his time as a senator under Biden, working with Democrats to advance infrastructure spending, codifying same-sex marriage, passing the Electoral Reform Act, and more. Conservative base be damned, he was all too eager to link arms with the Democrats on many crucial decisions. And now after being in D.C. for decades, he's decided to cash in on that experience and start selling his advice. Quote, I've been giving advice for free for a long time, he told Politico, and... Generally, people have been willing to take it, and it worked out pretty well. The media outlet added that in his new role, quote, Blunt will concentrate on offering advice on how to navigate both state and local government, unquote. So if you want to have a long and prosperous career in Washington, it appears to work like this. You spend your career, especially the last couple of years where you don't have to worry about re-election, Voting for bills that advance the agenda of the establishment of the Democrat and Republican Party while managing the slow decline of the nation. And during that time, you make the right connections. You don't rock the boat too much. 
And then you have your former staffers and even your flesh and blood prop up a lobbying firm where a cushy job awaits you after retirement. Then you can stay around the Beltway, enjoy some lunches paid for by the firm, get paid even more money to block out the conservative base from D.C.'s decision-making. And that is, as some call it, just one aspect of permanent Washington. Pretty, pretty well put, I think. And he wasn't alone. You had others who retired, too. But among those who voted for that massive catastrophe, the $1.7 trillion that helped cause inflation, and of course was a climate change bill for all intents and purposes, Richard Shelby, who retired, John Thune, Roger Wicker, Todd Young, these are Republicans, Mike Rounds, Mitt Romney, Rob Portman of Ohio, who retired. Lisa Murkowski. Jerry Moran. Mitch McConnell. Jim Inhofe, who retired. Lindsey Graham. John Cornyn. Susan Collins. Shelley Moore, Capito, disaster. John Boozman. And uh, Roy Blunt who we just mentioned. They all voted for it. It's worth remembering, isn't it? But he's not the only one. You got, I think Trent Lott works for some lobbying firm that lobbies for Russia and stuff like that. It, it's just it's an incredible thing. I think uh, Bob Dole, after he retired as uh, the, the Republican leader, he didn't join any lobby firm, to my knowledge. He's a great patriot, Bob Dahl. Sort of a right-of-center Republican, but he was a great patriot. A lot of these guys are not great patriots, as far as I'm concerned. Quite the opposite. And, uh, by the way, Kevin McCarthy, of course, met with the president of Taiwan, which he should have, and good for him. And they kept threatening him. Threatening McCarthy, as they threaten anybody now who wants to have anything to do with Taiwan. And so he met with the president of Taiwan at the Reagan Library. I don't even know if I'm welcome at the Reagan Library anymore. But I am going to the Reagan Ranch in a couple of weeks. Did you know that, Mr. Producer? I'm going to broadcast from there for one night, aren't I? Should I do what Reagan said? The bombing begins in five minutes. <laughs> Are we allowed to laugh at that anymore? Uh, Young Americans Foundation, one of our great sponsors. One of the great principal groups in America today. Run by Scott Walker, who I've always liked, the uh, governor. And a new sponsor on this program. But I've never been to the Reagan Ranch. Can you believe that? Never. I remember when it was up for sale for like $5 million or something. Before I could even think about whether to purchase the thing, Yaff bought it. Mrs. Reagan sold it. I think the Reagan Library made a big mistake, and they're well aware of that now. I guess I'm guessing. But Yaff has it, and it's in really good hands. 
President Reagan was a big fan of Young Americans Foundation, as was Bill Buckley, as were so many of the greats. Anyway, so China is now sanctioning the Reagan Library and others because of the trip of the president of Taiwan. How dare this bastard Xi reach into our country and tell us what to do? Seriously. China retaliated for the U.S. House Speaker's meeting with the Taiwanese president by announcing sanctions today against the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library and other organizations. Republican House Speaker Kevin McCarthy held talks Wednesday with President Xi Ying, Xi Ying Wen, sorry, at the Reagan Library in Simi Valley, California, in defiance of Chinese warnings. Don't you like the way AP writes it as if they're writing for the Communist Chinese? In defiance of the Communist Chinese warnings. Not even Communist Chinese. Gives an ass what their warnings are. McCarthy joined a growing series of foreign legislators who have met Xiao in a show of support for Taiwan in the face of Chinese intimidation. So what is it exactly uh, they're going to do to the Reagan Library like they give a crap? The sanctioning the Reagan Library. What does that mean, Mr. Producer? That Xi won't come to the library? Ooh. Seriously, what does it mean? We are sanctioning the Reagan Library. Good for you, you schmuck. Might as well sanction me and all my listeners, you jerk. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. So Stormy Daniels was on Good Morning Britain today. Now, I didn't see this, Mr. Producer. Was she fully clothed or not? Yes, she was. It's good to know. And uh, they're very interested in knowing what she had to say. I have not listened to this, but let's do this together. Cut 15, go. So if prosecutors get their way, then Donald Trump may be on trial. He may have to face a criminal trial sometime next year, and you could potentially be a star witness. Right. Are you still willing to take the stand? Absolutely. As a matter of fact, if they don't call me and they don't allow me, I think it's more detrimental to me because if you don't call the person at the the center of whatever the legal issue is, it makes it look like I wasn't credible or that they were purposely trying to keep me off the stand. And it makes it it implies that there's that I can't be trusted or that there's something that they are not willing to risk. What did she say, Mr. Producer? I'm not sure either. It implies that she can't be trusted. Implies that she's not credible. I got that out of it. I see. And whatever the law is, whatever the law is, I don't know what the law is. I just want to be heard from on the 
witness stand. See, she's the one who's getting all the attention here. And I understand Democrats are buying up her porno film like you can't believe, Mr. Producer, particularly Eric Swalwell. And they're all vouching for her, as I understand it. Now, if the shoe were on the other foot and say it was Bill Clinton, they'd be telling you this is a personal matter. Come on now, it's a personal matter. Swalwell sleeping with us, but that's a personal matter. What are you talking about? Clinton sleeping with an interpersonal matter. Come on, it's personal matter, personal matter. Okay. Well, you know, she did send a note to all involved, saying that she never had a relationship with Trump. Wow! That was then. This is now. What? Yo! Well, was she lying then, or is she lying now? Or was she lying when she signed the non-disclosure agreement? Which is it? It's whatever we want it to be. Oh, it's like uh, Michael Cohen. He's a porno star, and in kind of, uh, in, a, in a way, don't you think, Mr. Producer? Yeah, exactly. Mr. Producer made a gagging sound. But you do that a lot, Rich, so I'm not sure what you mean. Anyway, so there we are. Stormy Daniels. And I'm sure the Good Morning Britain crowd was absolutely fascinated with the interview and having her on the program there. Probably thinking, who? Stormy Daniels. Oh, yeah, yeah, Stormy Daniels. Who, who is that anyway? Yes. I say, uh, I, I, we, is she in any of the tabloids? You know, they have these very racy tabloids, salty tabloids, whatever you want to call them over there. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember Stormy Daniels. Yeah, she was on page 13. Oh, I remember. And so this is the, like the biggest thing in her life that's ever occurred. Now, of course, the Brit doing the interview didn't mention her, but you signed a non-disclosure agreement, so let's address that. You broke it. Well, I, I, I was under such pressure over the legal thing, you know. Whatever that legal thing was, and I signed it, I was un- But you took $130,000. Yes, well, I was pressured to take $130,000, you know. It's not like I wanted to. And uh, you were just ordered, and it was appealed, and the Ninth Circuit said, you have to pay up, and you have to pay penalties, and... So, doesn't that raise questions about your character, in addition to what you do for a living? Uh, what? What's the legal thing? I, I, I don't know. Anyway, so this is, this is the kind of crap the nation pulls us through. And, of course, it's gone international. It's gone international. So ridiculous, this whole thing. Waiting for the Georgia shoe to drop. With the rogue elected Democrat hack prosecutor in Atlanta. Well, we're going to get him on the RICO. We're going to get him on. Uh, we got all kinds of cool sounding laws that we're going to apply here. Well, not RICO per se, but racketeering, I think they said. Racketeering. Ooh. Racketeering. You mean like the mob? You're going to charge him with racketeering? And then they'll tell you it's the first time in American history that an ex president's ever been charged with racketeering. Oh, my God. 
racketeering. And what exactly happened here? Well, he made a call to the Speaker of the House, and he made a call to the Secretary of State, yes. And he said, come on, find some votes. What? Let me get this straight. A candidate in election told them to find some votes? Yes. We've never heard of anything like this before. No, 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 no. We know what Joe Kennedy Sr. did in Cook County, Chicago. We know what they did earlier to Hubert Humphrey in West Virginia and Texas. We know what Lyndon Johnson did to get elected to the House and get elected to the Senate. We know about all these crooked things that took place, but here, find me some votes? Yes, he said, find me some votes. My God. That's got to be a a felony. That's got to be a 20-year sentence. Yeah. And he said it twice. Twice. To two different people. One to one and one to the other. Find me some votes. My God. And then in Washington, D.C., we said, give us the papers. He wouldn't give us the papers. We said, give us the papers. Give us the classified papers. Then we found out he didn't give us all of them. Then we hit him with a warrant. And we hit him with a SWAT team. And we're bringing in all his people for questioning. Yes. We want to know if Donald Trump obstructed justice. I'll be right back. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. The Mark Levin Show, where we create the talking points. Call in now, 877-381-3811. You know what an insurrectionist is? An insurrectionist is lawless, radical Democrat Ron Wyden of Oregon. He never has to fear losing an election. Because it's essentially a one-party state thanks to Portland. Portland rules the damn state. It's a beautiful state, wonderful people, but Portland is a uh, is a hellhole now. wasn't always, but it is now. And so Ron Wyden is the senator from Portland, basically. And a judge in Texas ruled that the abortion pill cannot be used as part of Medicaid and so forth. It needs to be put on hold because the approval process by the FDA wasn't proper. There's issues about the health and so forth and so on. So Ron Wyden puts out a statement and says that Joe Biden should ignore the judge. That's what an insurrectionist does. These people are lawless. They are rogue. They are power hungry. They're part of a death cult. That's right. They're part of a death cult. Not their own. They're so worried about their own asses. Don't worry. They get hair plugs, and they wear makeup, and they get facelifts, and their teeth are whitened, you know, because they're, uh, in the end, as Rush used to say, 
They're basically ugly people who are uh, desperate to go to Hollywood. I think he put it a little nicer, but you get my point. And Ron Wyden is among the most bizarro looking of the bunch. The guy's like uh, 12 feet tall. Did you know that, Mr. Producer? He's, he's, he's real, he looks like a weird, he's a weird dude in many respects. But he just put out a statement for Biden to ignore a judge. And uh, that's the way it's going to be, I guess. I don't know. The lawlessness in this country is unbelievable. What do you want me to do? I got to find the damn thing. Ah, of course. And we love Augusta, and they have a real, real important opportunity. <coughs> Excuse me, real, real important opportunity for you folks. You know, uh, the Disney Corporation is run by this this clown, uh, Michael Iger, who's a left wing Democrat. He's never really created anything himself. He's been a big time corporate bureaucrat out of Los Angeles. And he ran Disney for a while, then he left, then he came back. They're slashing employees. They've raised the price to unaffordable levels for the average family. The average family can't afford to go to a Disney park. Then you get into the Disney park after paying the confiscatory amount to get a Disney pass for you, your wife or husband, then the kids, maybe a friend came along. A friend of ours recently went to Disney his wife and three kids cost him $12,000 for the week, Mr. Producer. $12,000. This is for room. This is for food. I mean, it's for basic stuff. Once you finally get into the park, if you want to get something to eat, the prices are really outrageous. The food is average. The prices are outrageous. And then maybe if you're lucky, you can get on two or three rides. They've run it into the ground. They've run it into the ground. Then you got the woke going on, the woke characters. Oh, it's Mickey. No, it's not Mickey. It's he. And better yet, it's they. What the hell are you talking about? He, they, Mickey, he, they, oh. I'm just kidding about that, but that's what they believe. And then for all the money you spend, they push the radical left agenda. It's not a corporation that's interested in being successful. It's not a corporation that's interested in its customers. It's not a corporation that's interested in its business. That its founder believed in, Walt Disney. Because none of these people really created this company. Walt Disney put everything he had into this. He lost one mortgage, he put another mortgage into it. His entire life. He died at a fairly young age, I think he was 64, 65. He was a chain smoker. But he was a man with enormous foresight into what he was doing so you get these uh, these parasites like Iger who come in and the others and so the recent move last week 
was to take a man who's an immigrant from Israel into the United States, who came to the United States with about 50 bucks in his pocket, who worked his way up, started working at a junkyard, then he bought the junkyard, then he bought several junkyards, and he sold them, and up and up and up. And then when Marvel Comics was going broke, he bought Marvel Comics. Completely turned it around, created an incredible entertainment company around Marvel Comics, particularly with the movies and so forth. The American Life became a multi-billionaire. Name is Ike Perlmutter. And then behind his back, because they bought Marvel, and he is the biggest shareholder in Disney. And he's on the board, but he's the only conservative on the board. And so he doesn't have control of the board. He doesn't have saying what they're doing. He told them to stay the hell out of politics. So he's an irritant in that respect. He's a professional. He's a finance guy. He knows what he's doing. He's an entrepreneur. One of the few that actually sit on that damn board. And what did they do, Mr. Producer? They schemed and they plotted. They reorganized the corporation. They broke off Marvel from the main, the main body of the company and so forth. And they kicked them off the board. Because that's what, that's what these losers do. They don't even want one board member to challenge them. He's the majority or the biggest, I should say, the biggest stockholder in the whole company. Now he doesn't even have a board seat. Iger's in charge. Iger. Iger's sort of the Joe Biden of Disney, if you will. Kind of shuffles around. Thought about running for the Senate. You know, big Democrat, woke, so forth and so on. It's going to save the company. No, he's not. Company is going to go through hell for a while, like so many are. He'll still vote Democrat, push Democrat, push the radical kook agenda, chase off his his customers with the confiscatory prices, the twenty five pound pretzels that they charge you an arm and a leg for, and the and the phony big turkey legs and all the rest of it. We used to love going to Disney. My family and I would go, the Hannity family and I and, and us, all of us would go. Phil Boyce, programmed to his family would go. That's when ABC owned it. Our friend Don, I know his wife, excuse me, daughters work there. And this has nothing to do with him and so forth, but... He's a great guy. Was great. Now it's all nuts. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. So you have two African Americans and a white woman. No, this isn't a joke. Two African Americans and a white woman. 
on the floor of the Tennessee legislature. They bring in hundreds of other people to disrupt the legislature on the floor. So the Republicans, mostly, vote to expel the two, actually vote to expel all three of them. They come one vote short on the white woman because she denies having, you know, used a bullhorn and raised her voice and so forth as the others did. And that's been called racist. It's been called racist by Al Sharpton and really everybody else. Meanwhile, Clarence Thomas is targeted yet again by ProPubica. They don't target any of the other justices, not interested in how they vacation and all the rest for trips and other things he took. Uh, With the assistance of a very dear friend who happens to be very wealthy, apparently. I haven't talked to them about it. I'm just telling you what I've read. And uh, Thomas had checked with his colleagues or a colleague and as well as other people. And they said it's perfectly fine that you are free to do that. But I see Al Sharpton doesn't come to the defense of Clarence Thomas, does he? He defends two young black radical left-wing Democrats because they're expelled for basically taking over the legislature, which I thought was a bad thing. Which is a serious matter, right? And yet when it comes to Clarence Thomas, not a word. I just wanted to point that out. We go to America every Friday in honor of you. Here we go.
Easter, everybody, and happy Pesach. Don't forget Life, Liberty, and Levin, a really big show, Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. You can DVR it. If you want to DVR it, set it right now so you don't forget. It's a very, very good show, I can tell you. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel, and we salute our trucker friends and the men and women in Taiwan and Ukraine. God bless you. Good night, Spritey and Griffey and Pepsi. Good night, Smokey and Zelda and Gigi. Good night, Indy and Patton and Rory. And good night, Barney and Marty. Good night, Dad. And good night, Mom. Good night, Leo. And good night, Joe. And good night, America. I'll see you on Sunday. God bless each and every one of you.